that initial where we're going. And we are. We are live right now. Good morning, everyone, on this Two Sisters Trending Thursday. And there's so much trending that we've got so much to chat about. So we're going to get right to it first off. Good morning. It is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss. And P.S., my other half, I'm reading her T-shirt. It's nicer after kickboxing. How no. cool is that? Take it over, Jan. After kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I saw that. I'm, ni- I'm nicer after kickboxing. I love that. How's your How's your Thursday morning going already? Um, awesome. Um, fired up. And my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva on the Circle, reporting to you live from North Haven, Connecticut. We have so much to cover today. Um, so let's start off with why am I fired up? Uh, well, go ahead, go for it. I'll 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 cue in when I need to. <laughs> so there's a lot of what I call spar sparring going on, okay? And this specifically relates to somebody. Well, it stems back to a couple of days ago, a certain person that was um, commenting a lot, okay. So sparring to me means spewing pompous ass rhetoric. What I specifically mean by that is viewing your viewpoint to the point where (laughs) if I am not conforming to what you believe it is, what I should be and how I should act, that's sparring. That's what sparring means to me. It may mean something different to somebody else. That's okay. But I just want to say in reference to that too, until we can be, um, there's right and there's wrong. There's, there, there, and we're going to get into more of that with what we want to chat about. But I'm really fired up about it because it seems like we are just as a nation, not as a whole, and I'm not saying this person or that person, but it seems like the different global companies out there, hey, let's reward bad behavior. And I just wanna also say that flag that is flying in my front yard, any flag that is flying, the American flag, I stand behind the American flag because I am an American. We are from, there's only one race, okay? Let's just, that's what I want to say. All lives matter. You guys know how I feel about that. That includes black lives, uh, white lives, backing blue lives, so forth, so on. So I'm fired up. I got it off my chest. Let's continue on. Awesome, Jan. And, you know, I, I second that. But, you know, Kind of uh, what was trending, or is uh, still actually trending, is obviously the decision by Quaker Oats to uh, change their name from Aunt Jemima. And like, the, like most people, you know, that's, that's a syrup that we grew up with. We grew up with the pancake mix. We grew up with the uh, syrup. We never attached anything bad with it. It's delicious. We, we love it. And even as an adult where I'm, you know, obviously really understood the importance of health and wellness, you know, that was just one thing, kind of that treat that you really wanted. 
So do I still use the syrup? Absolutely. I just drizzle a little bit and I don't always eat pancakes, but when I do, that is my go-to brand. I mean, I just absolutely love it. So I never thought of it that way. And when I started hearing the, you know, kind of what you were talking about, the, the sparring, the going back and forth with people re- regarding that particular, you know, the whys, I actually started to do some digging about uh, Aunt Jemima, where the name came from, who it represented, and really what was the meaning. And um, the, her name is Nancy Green. And I, I've got tons of papers. I've got notes on my, because I, I really take pride in, if I'm going to chat about something that I'm passionate about, I don't want it to always just be my, I want it to obviously be my intake, in my opinion, but I also want to do some digging. So I have some, some information to go off of. And this woman, and obviously most of you know that two sisters were entrepreneurs. Uh, we uh, both are in the health and wellness industry. I work for, well, I shouldn't say work for, I have a, you know, uh, I'm part of a direct sales company as well as uh, Jan is an author. I'm also an author. So we're doing a lot of things, but it's all really rooted about our combined collaboration and our love for health and wellness. And with health and wellness, it's not just about getting into shape and eating correctly. We all know those are the basic things about health and wellness and getting fit, but it also has a lot to do with mindset. And we embrace being an entrepreneur because it allows us that financial freedom to still pursue other things, to be passionate, to impact our communities, to impact globally. Um, and, you know, I, I started doing some digging. So I'm going to read off um, some of the information that uh, I received about her that actually did some investigating. Her name was actually Nancy Green. And she was born November 17th, 1834. She was known to be a storyteller. She was an amazing cook. She was an activist. And she was the first of several African-American models to be hired and to promote a trademark, the trademark being Aunt Jemima. She was also one of the first millionaires for a Black American woman. She was an entrepreneur. Um, She actually was born into slavery. And, you know, I found that interesting where so many people, when they're chatting about the Black Lives Matter movement and they bring up slavery, you know, it's sometimes I look at that from from a different perspective because I know that there's a lot of races that grow up poor. Maybe they weren't slaves, but they grew up poor. They grew up in poverty. And the fact that this woman, Nancy Green, was born into slavery and still became this amazing entrepreneur should really send out a massive, massive amount of, I can do it. I want to do it. I am not defined by where I was born, who I was born into, where I ended up. She defined those odds. So I'm going to go on. She was born into slavery and it was near about Mount Sterling in Montgomery, Kentucky, um, actually Montgomery County, Kentucky. Um, and she was actually hired in 1890. And at that time, the company was R.T. Davis Milling Company in St. Joseph's, Missouri. And she was hired to represent and be Aunt Jemima. Uh, let's see what else I've got here. Um, and, and actually, Aunt Jemima, the name Aunt Jemima that everyone is getting so inflamed about is actually the name of a character and it's from a minstrel show so it was not her name it didn't come from this whatever it came from a minstrel show 
um, Davis Milling had recently acquired, they actually acquired the formula of what we know, the ready mix self-rising pancake flour, which was from St. Joseph's Gazette and it was from an editor named Chris L. Rutt and Charles Underwood. And they were looking to actually look for an African-American woman to portray this character to promote their new product as Aunt Jemima. Now, ironically, in 1893, Green was introduced as Aunt Jemima at the World's Columbian Exposition, and that was actually held in Chicago. Now, again, let's, what we know what's going on in Chicago right now you know, with the writing, with, and a lot of their, their numbers and their stats of deaths are neighborhoods within neighborhoods. They, they just have such a high crime. And so how I, ironic that this woman, that's where she was introduced in Chicago. And it was her job to actually operate a pancake cooking display. That, that was her job. She was the, the spokesperson. So she did that. She had a great bubbly personality. And she also was a very talented cook. That was one of the things that, that, that attracted them to hiring her. She was also the cook for a famous family in Chicago, the Walker family. And their children grew up, one of them grew up to be a circuit judge, Charles M. Walker, and a doctor, Dr. Samuel Walker, who also helped establish a successful showing of the product. So here it comes around. She's born into slavery. She comes out of that. She gets this job. She's also simultaneously, this is how, you know, what a hard worker this woman was. And I believe she had five children as well, providing for her family. And she's also an amazing cook for a very well-established family that helped her in turn establish a successful show of the product. And she received a medal and a certificate for the expo officials. So after the expo, that was when Green was actually offered a lifetime, lifetime contract. Like how, you know, contracts today, like sports today, like symbols today. You don't hear of anyone representing a, a company in getting a lifetime contract. So she received this, it was offered a lifetime contract to adopt and be the spokesperson for Aunt Jemima and promote the pancake mix. This marked the beginning of a major promotional push by the company that included thousands upon thousands appearances for Aunt Jemima merchandising. Nancy Green also maintained her job with the Davis Milling Company, which was now renamed Aunt Jemima Mills Company, and that was in 1914 until her death. She worked until her death in 1923. She was still working as Aunt Jemima at the time of her death. Now, what also is interesting is one of the things that her money allowed her to do, besides providing for her family, now I'm gonna to switch to my phone, because she was a philanthropist. She was an entrepreneur. Um, so obviously, she, what she did was, she was actually, what she did with her money, because. Remember, we talked about Wednesday, Wealth Wednesday, mindset, what you can do if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur with more money, you can impact more. You can do things that you're passionate about and help. So what she did was she was an, became an organizer of the Olive, Olivet Baptist Church. Her career, allowed, her career 
allowed her the financial freedom to become an activist and engage in anti-poverty programs. This is a woman way out of her time. Oh my gosh. So all you people that are complaining about your circumstances, take a, take a step in the right direction and follow this woman's what, uh, steps. Because Lordy, I think she's, I, I, I I she's going to be like my new idol. Like I, I'm so impressed with, with, with everything she's done. So to get back to her career allowed her the financial freedom to become an activist and engage in anti-poverty programs. She was also one of the first African-American missionaries. Like, how cool is that? She used her platform, her statue as a spokesperson that she received the lifetime contract to, be, to portray Aunt Jemima. She used that platform to help other people, to help her community, to help church, to be an activist, to help to, against poverty. She used her statue as a spokeswoman to become a leading advocate against poverty, 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 I'm having a hard time with that word, and in favor of equal rights to individuals in Chicago and more. Like that woman should be a statue, a statue should be put in that woman's honor. This woman born out of her time, all odds against her, slavery, born into slavery, yet she rose above. She rose above and said, look it. She was a great cook. She used, she received an, an amazing offer to be a spokeswoman, not just any spokeswoman, but she had a lifetime contract, which allowed her to be the entrepreneur that was already inside of her, to have that money mindset and to use her platform to be an activist against poverty, poverty, I don't know why I'm having a problem with that word, and to help others educate others, be an activist in her community in friggin' Chicago of all places. And you as Quaker Oats want to take her name away. Shame on you. And I'm asking everyone to rise above. She is a perfect example, a black African-American born into slavery and still got it done. She didn't let being born into slavery stop her. She used what was around her to use to her advantage, use the money mindset, millionaire woman, millionaire woman to help build a Baptist church, to speak out against poverty, to speak out against all the things that everyone in this current year is still bitching about. So instead of bitching about it, go out and do something about it. And what she did, it wasn't about being divisive. It wasn't about blacks against whites. It was about just helping, just helping about equality in a peaceful manner. It wasn't about destroying statues. It wasn't about diversity. It was about dialogue. She used the money that she she made in her lifelong contract to let her voice be the activist, to help other people, to impact, to add value, to add value. So I'm tired of, I'm tired of now bad is the new good. I'm tired of making martyrs out of criminals. This woman could have been a criminal. She could have gone down the wrong path, 
but she said, I'm going to rise above. And she did so in such an amazing way and so out of her time in the history of her time. She proved that slavery, the slavery chains did not, did not hold bars on her ambition, did not hold bars on her being a good activist. And she didn't do it with violence. She did it with her voice. She did it with her voice. She was so powerful, so way ahead of her time. And I want to get to some comments here. Um, let me put these back on. Good morning. Oh, but, uh, first of all, I apologize, I apologize if I was yelling. I was a little passionate. That's okay. Passion brings, brings how we feel into the forefront. Um, good morning, beautiful Lisa. Um, and this is something that I did not know. Um, Lisa said that they made a movie on her life. I did not know that. Thank you, Lisa. And yes, I'm they did. I was actually going to get to that piece, so I'm glad she brought that up. Thank you, Lisa. Awesome, because I would have forgotten that. And Lisa also says her whole life history was awesome. It absolutely was. Um, wish that people would learn history. Learn the history. Cultivate it. If, if you don't know something like, look, look, for every story, there's a backstory. We always say that. So thank you for those awesome comments. <laughs> and to whoever, whoever else is on watching, um, love the fact that we're getting the engagement. You know, engage, engagement is always really very important to us because, you know, we, we want to spark the conversation. We don't want to light the conversation on fire. And sometimes that is misconstrued. And it's all in how it's all perception, right? And, and I think that we pre, people, I think on a lot of hands, presume things as something else. And that's not what we're about. You know, obviously we're about health, wellness, mindset. And we do talk about current events. <laughs> and when we initially started to SISTAs, you know, we knew that at some point we may be touching on sensitive subjects. And while we realize that they are sensitive in nature, that doesn't mean that we can't share with you what we're passionate about. And, you know, again, we encourage um, the, the comments, you know, let us know. <laughs> what's and, I, and, I, and I truly, truly believe that, you know, people are looking at, you know, the stance on corporations and what they're doing. And I'm not sure, you know, you would think that someone in their marketing department would look some of the stuff up. And especially from their own company, this woman should, should have a shrine. I mean, you think of, you know, when she born into slavery in 1834 and look at all she comp accomplished through 1923. Like, it is amazing. She should be celebrated. Her name and the uh, people are, are looking at the name and most people don't look at it that way. And I wonder, and this is part of the things that bother me about the news cycle, um, where corporations are coming from. Is there a hidden agenda? Because I think most people would have not even thought of this stuff. And now it's being flashed in everyone's face. Now you got Cracker Jacks, you got Cracker Barrel, you got Uncle Ben's, 
which I mean, I do some research on some of those as well. But this one obviously was, I was very passionate about because I love the syrup, even with health and wellness. Yeah, we, we have some treats every now and then. And, uh, you know, my husband, John, he loves his organic syrup, you know, and I like organic syrup, but I still go back to And part of it was the memory. I remember us as kids sitting around the table, pancakes and syrup. And, you know, how many people actually sit around the table anymore as a family and just sit down, eat a good meal, and just enjoy conversation? And I think that's the missing piece, the missing link to talking about racism, to be talking about bigotry, to be all these things, because it comes down to dialogue, comes down to conversation. And I think uh, ben, ben Carlson, who is the uh, hub of uh, our government, our federal government, he talked about that. He did a whole piece on people being offended over nothing. Like they, they got to get over being offended. Not everything is meant to offend you. Uh, this woman has a great place in our history. She has obviously a very great place in black history. She has an awesome, awesome celebration in just being an entrepreneurial woman. Like every woman and everyone that's an entrepreneurial should use her as a role model and as a desire to emulate, like to go after that. This woman was born into slavery. That did not stop her. So are we letting our surroundings, are we letting the circumstances and or using our ancestry's whatever they did, because we've already talked about that. History has consequences, but that does not define you. Her being born into slavery did not define her. Her having black skin did not define her. Her being a woman did not define her. She used the platforms that she was given. And certainly she's had a lifetime contract. If she thought it wasn't providing her that financial freedom for her to use her voice in other areas, like we talk about with Wealth Wednesday. She wouldn't have done that. She did, she did that out of free will. Where else but America could you have a story like that? Where else in this world can you have someone like that that should be, you know, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to write a letter to the the president of the United States. This woman should be awarded some sort of medal. I mean, look at the time frame. born into slavery. What year was she born? 18, I can't even think that far back. 1834. Come on, people. Look at that. Embrace it. And you should be angry about corporations that are placating, following whatever, whatever today's trend is. You know, well, let's get on the trend bandwagon of what's going on. You know, what, what's the next thing? Well, the next thing it looks like, and if I am reading this correctly, cream of wheat is, a, is possibly on the chopping block. I'm telling you next, what did I say yesterday? What did I say yesterday? Because well, as soon as I heard Cracker Barrel, everyone said, well, why Cracker Barrel? I said, because some people refer to white people's crackers. I wanna come out and say, I am not offended as a white female entrepreneur I don't care if you call me cracker. <laughs> I do not take offense to that. I'm postured as who I am within my soul, not my skin color, people. My skin color's got nothing to do with it. I am postured within me as a person. 
People need so, to get more postured. Cream of wheat. The next thing is going to be Hershey's. It's going to be dark chocolate, white chocolate. There's going to be no, like, there's, they might as well just take white and black out of the, out of the universe in the dictionary, okay? I don't know. So, and I would also like to, um, <laughs> switching gears just a little bit, um, read something that I found very interesting. And first of all, um, in Houston, Texas, um, I guess they're, Prayers for this Houston, Texas priest, Father Al Sinisak, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. He was attacked at his church during the protests and beaten nearly to death. Please oh. look up to our Savior and our Lord. Uh, Father, you are in our hearts and our prayers and to that community. I can't. Why? Why? Uh, that is so sad. Uh, a news alert this morning. Again, I got to figure Why out. Why with someone? Uh, can you when when you have a moment, just share that with me. I, I'm going to add them to my uh, my prayer list. That is, I I just cannot believe that. Yeah, that's a peaceful uh, protest. Oh my lord. Yeah. Uh, New Haven Parks Commission votes to take down Christopher Columbus statue in Worcester Square Park. You get the Stu Not Award, and I'm just not going to go any further into that. But I do want to mention it because this is getting ridiculous. And for those that don't know what, and those that don't know what Stu Not mean, and it's a it's an Italian way of saying stupid. So Stu Not to so many people doing stupid stuff like that, and it's not even stupid; it's destruction. And I actually chatted about that on that meme. When you destroy statues and burn the flag and spit on it. That is from violence. Violence is rooted from anger, and anger is rooted from hatred. So all you saying, don't hate, don't hate, but go ahead and you know remove statues, baloney. It's rooted in hate. And they, what else they, you I'll, got? Because I got, I got one more. I have one more thing. Okay. <laughs> Candace Owens, who is um, a black entrepreneur. Um, She's been in the news a lot. She is definitely a supporter of President Trump. Um, I am trying to confirm that she actually said this, um, and it looks like she has from what I've seen. Fact, Black Lives Matters riots have destroyed more innocent Black lives in the last month than white police officers have in a decade. Now. We do not condone what has happened to George Floyd, okay? I just, we've said that thousands of times. What happened to him is horrific, absolutely terrible. But, you know, look at it, look at everything from all sides. <laughs> you know, uh, research what, what you find. And, you know, we're, we're in changing times. We know a lot has to happen. But, you know, we can be a part of that change in a peaceful manner. You know, this is just, in my opinion, really getting out of control. And I think that it's very sad that all this shit is happening. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, I, I'm speechless, but... It is, it is horrible. And so we definitely want to say prayers to that priest. We want to say prayers to that community. That is just 
you know, where is the outrage? It seems like the outrage is on criminals that made decisions that led to their ultimate death. Are their deaths tragic? Absolutely. No one wants to see, a, well, if, if, you have, if you have a decent bone in your body and, you, and you're about humanity, no one wants to see someone murdered. No one wants to see someone die. But to glorify and now make the bad good, people have to understand that as, as, as a person, when you turn of legal age, you are responsible for the decisions that you make regarding your life. And you can't, you can't spew them on other people. You're responsible, good, bad, and indifferent. And decisions, good, bad, or indifferent, have consequences. Some of the consequences re re result in good things, but some of the results, some of the decisions result in bad things. And I think there's too much of the celebration of the bad things and thinking that's the new good. And I will never, never believe that. You know, there, there was a lot of talk, obviously, about this, the, the last tragedy of this gentleman in uh, Brooks. His last name is Brooks. Did he, you know, does anyone want to, see, want to see him die? No. But the bottom line is that gentleman was on parole. Now, he wasn't on parole for the heck of it. He was on parole because he broke laws. And the laws, a lot of the things that he broke, because this wasn't his first rodeo, had to, a lot to, had to do with domestic violence. I will never condone anybody that beats a child. I just don't. Do I hope that they reform? Do I hope they get counseling and get better and to find the root of that anger and hatred that they hold within them, that they feel it's okay to beat up a child or a family member? Yes, of course. We all want that. But if you are on parole, you have stipulations of parole. And some of the stipulations, which I know one of them is, you can't drink and you certainly can't drink and drive, which is also a crime which leads to breaking your parole. You can't assault a police officer. And yes, it was assault. You can't steal a weapon because it's already proven. And, and actually the mayor or the commissioner who came out, or I think it was the DA, and I'm not 100%, whoever came out to, to, to actually talk about the charges for this new officer, two weeks ago was talking about the stun gun as a lethal weapon. And the reason why it's a lethal weapon, I'm going to give you an example. And I'm not sure when the case happened. It was in Cape Cod. Uh, somebody that was being, um, you know, surveillanced and or, you know, gone after, sought after by the police, took a rock, not a stun gun, but took a rock, threw it at the officer's head. And what do you think happened? If you get hit with something in the head, you're now dizzy. Maybe you're unconscious. What happens? Well, guess what happened? He rendered the officer incapacitated, which led him to steal the officer's gun, shoot the officer, and shoot somebody else. So while people are like, oh, he was running from the police, yes, he was running as he was turning and shooting a weapon. And I don't care if you say it was two times, three times, in the heat of those seconds, the officer had the right to defend himself. He was... There's no question in my mind. Now, people, some people won't agree with that, and that's okay. But you don't have to have more riots. And the bottom line is, it still goes to the root of the matter. If he didn't resist arrest, 
or roll back even one more. If he wasn't drinking and driving, none of this would have happened. It's sad, but his decisions led to consequences that resulted in his death. That is it. And now you're going to get all these corporations, these different companies jumping on the bandwagons of all these different platforms and and their aim and their goal is to divide, to divide, to divide. How can we divide this country even more? That is what's going on. And if people do their research and do their due diligence about being open-minded, are there, there people that are racist? Absolutely. Is it wrong? Absolutely. But I think we could make a forward movement to demolish racism if we talk about bigotry. And if people do not know what bigotry is, look it up in the Webster Dictionary. There's a very clear definition of what bigotry is. And I think bigotry is the number one cause of why we're not having the proper dialogue to move forward. I truly believe that. Now, of course, one of the other things that we've been talking about is corporations getting on the bandwagons, flipping their, their, you know, their statements back and forth. And as we all know, which we talked about, L'Oreal has been doing this for years. It stemmed to do with a black model who <clears throat> was promoting uh, her, using her freedom of speech with the Black Lives Matter movement. And they kind of flip-flopped and then they came out with all the other these statements and now we're talking about the white race and this divisiveness has to stop and so we had talked about doing a boycott and we talked about yesterday doing a kind of a purge that did not occur because there was a bunch of things going on but guess what i have today guys now this is not all because obviously i'm not at home so what i have here and a lot of people don't know who does Look up, if you want to know, and I think it's on our event page for, for the boycott, of all the different companies that L'Oreal owns. One of my favorites, and I'm not going to, and I'm not saying this just to be like, cool. I was a consumer of this company and variations of all the companies that they bought for 48 years. I earned this right. For 48 years of buying their products, I do not, will not condone what they're doing, which is trying to divide our country even more. It Cosmetics, down. My CC powder that I really like, It Cosmetics, trash, trash. My favorite, one of my favorite mascaras, trash. I loved L'Oreal's lipstick. Like, I have so many of these at home. Trash. True notch. No, true match. L'Oreal. Trash. Oh my God. This is like it cosmetics. How many do you have this? And I love this. Look at this. Look at this blush. It's beautiful. Trash. More lipstick. Trash. How about all those that like that it eye cream? Trash. They have the one of the best, although I found a new one, which I'll share that on another live. They had such good primer. Trash, trash, trash. I will never, ever, ever, ever buy a L'Oreal product ever, ever, ever again. Ever. 48 years I was a consumer. Shame on you. Okay. I did throw out a lot the other day, but I found some more products. 
I loved, okay, past tense, their um, breathable textured uh, foundation. Drop the mic. Air care products. L'Oreal. Bye-bye. Oh my God, I just thought of that. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, do they have, is, are they the ones that do the sulfur, the sulfate free? Like, like, show me that bottle again. Oh my God, that was like my, that's my favorite shampoo. Oh, I have some upstairs I have to throw out. Oh my God. Well, that's okay. I've already been searching new brands. So what I have on today is I have Revlon because I was a little nervous with Revlon and I, there's other products that I'm going to be buying, but being obviously uh, with uh, uh, the virus and things still not fully opened up in the shops that I like. So I'm wearing a really pretty purple uh, Revlon cream shadow. I love their cream shadows. So they don't like get all icky. So I'm wearing that. I'm wearing a nice blush and I'm wearing a nice foundation and lips. So I'm really I, now, I, you just shocked me because for some reason I wasn't even thinking of the shampoos. Oh, L'Oreal, L'Oreal. Well, I have, some, I have some Monet hair care products, which are all sulfate free and all that. So, you know, we're covered. But anyways, um, this has been a great um, podcast. Uh, you know, we always love sharing what we're passionate about and we care about you and we care about this, this format. We do care about what's going on and we don't have all the answers, you know, and we're always open and willing to listen, but to listen with intent, not only to hear because we don't hear, we like to listen. And there's a lot of messages going out on out there, and we know that, and we're all overwhelmed. It's not just us, it's everybody. <laughs> it's our neighbors, it's our, fam our families, our extended families, our friends, you know. And I just had a friend who, because, you know, because she is a Trump supporter, you know, uh, uh, somebody that she knows who happens to be a neighbor wants nothing to do with her. Like, Stuff like that is just gotta stop. Like, just stop dead in your tracks. Think what you're always doing. Like, I was so, as I said, when I came, when we came on, I was so fired up this morning, and and I was glad that I was able to share that. But I'm always going to do it in, in a in a place of heartfelt and good intent. And that's all that we are asking others to do. Please share your comments. You know. And if you prefer to contact either one of us directly, please feel free to do, do that. We welcome um, all sorts of different viewpoints. Just be respectful. And we know 99% of you are. So, but we always like to say that because it kind of, you know, cements that for us as well. So <coughs> always the allergies. Ah. Um, and by the way, I'm not wearing anything because I want to scratch my eyeballs out. They're so itchy. But yes, I, I know that. I notice there's a lot of yellow around here. So I, that's one thing I don't miss is the yellow. But so far, knock on wood, I, I've been fine. And I kind of want to echo Janice's 
sediments on that. You know, we, we, we're very passionate. We want to impact people. We want to provide a platform that really showcases what is going on in our world and how it's affecting our health and wellness. So I would like, I would like to leave you all with this. We are in tumultuous times. We are. It, 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 it's just boiling over and people are choking in it. They're choking in the divide, the, the divide, divide. Nah, I'm really having a tongue tied words today. The being divided in our country is not healthy. It absolutely is not healthy. It doesn't do any good for your mindset. And, you know, it releases all these stress hormones, which it does. It affects your overall health and wellness. So what I ask, like Jan says, be kind to yourself. And one of the ways that you can be kind to yourself is actually taking action, doing something that you love and kind of combining that with helping other people, you know, asking your neighbor, hey, do you need a you know, helping hand with something? Geez, I notice, you know, you're still nervous about going to the store. I'm going to the store. Can I pick you up anything? Um, you know, take part in Wealth Wednesday, even though I do it on Wednesdays, you can do it any day of the week. We just deemed it Wealth Wednesday. You know, pay it forward. Be kind, listen to people. Don't automatically assume. I actually have someone that I uh, have a lot of dialogue with on Facebook and we have totally opposite views, totally opposite views. There's a few things that we're, we're in common with. And you would say, well, why, why would you be friends with someone with that? I've learned so much from her and she's also learned things from me. And that's all because of tolerance. You know, when you're tolerant with people and you're not having the, uh, showing the actions of being a bigot and or practicing bigotry actions, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. And it really goes back to dialogue and listening. And like you said, not just hearing, actually listening. So do something kind. You need help with your mindset that put on. Some great music is a great tool to calm down. Reading scripture, praying, uh, you know, for those that like to pray is a good thing. Just be kind and pay it forward. And when you do that, you're going to find that it's actually, you're giving yourself a gift. Because who doesn't feel good doing something good for somebody else? That makes you feel good, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I 100% agree. Doing something for someone else that perhaps they you know, didn't expect or, you know, calling on that friend to see how they're doing, to uplift their spirits. Um, maybe not even know, knowing that you're actually, by taking that action, that you've actually have done that. So this has been a great podcast. We are always excited to be here with you daily. And we have so many things to share with you. And just a reminder, Obviously, we're on a few different um, platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Overcast. And, oh, I just want to check the comments real quick. Thank you, Mary. She said, I enjoyed this live podcast today. Thank you so much for joining in today. I see Lini's joining in. She's watching. Lini! Stephanie, Tina, Elizabeth, we love you all. And just remember, be gentle and kind to yourself. There's always ways to help, always ways to be gentle and kind. And we love you. My name is Janice Malolo, AKA Wellness Diva, reporting live on The Circle in North Haven, Connecticut, along with 
Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live somewhere up north. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.